The Randall Report, Season 1, Episode 27. Brilliant. Yeah, we're motoring through them. Good afternoon, Mel. How are you today? Good afternoon, Simon. Good, thank you. Yes. So, I, obviously, um, since our last little outing, even though we're wearing the same clothes, um, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I baked a bit. Uh, not the, the one I had 10 minutes ago. Oh. Um, it, I baked a cake, of course. Um, which you've had a little go at. Um, uh, yeah. uh, what have you been, hang on a minute, you were supposed to bring me some apple crumble, some sort of fruit crumble as I remember. <laughs> I, I remember on my little mobile phone, my little cheap... I, w- I was, but I didn't, so... Uh, hmm? I didn't, but... So. Well, clearly not. Clearly not. It's a good job I hadn't uh, run up half a pint of... Lovely vanilla custard then to go on it because it would have been a bit uh, by itself. You didn't make the custard, did you? No, I didn't make the custard. I haven't got a fucking clue how to make custard. Um, Making it fresh is. I don't need to add a out of a box out of a carton. I don't like it. Right. Okay. But making it fresh is amazing. Well, I I always think anything out of a carton is less good, isn't it? It's a bit about right. Yeah. Is this a topic for today? No, it's not a topic for today. I just thought we we would uh, amble a moment. I or also two. made the apple crumble with apples from a tree. Oh well, then apples normally come from a tree. Yeah, but from my <laughs> trees, not. Oh, you got your own apple trees. Yeah, well, I only have two of them, so it was twelve apples. Wow. Okay, it's a bit difficult growing apples here. You... I d- yeah, you know, well, four floors up in an apartment. It's... You could get an apple tree up there. Now you're being silly. Can you imagine an apple tree on the garden? Fruit bearing. It doesn't have to be more than a metre high. Right, okay. I get fact, sued for a Bramley dropping on a passerby if, if you keep, If you keep um, pruning them, Prune, you'll yeah. get more fruit. Right, a bonsai. Apple. Not quite a bonsai, but not that's, quite the, that's bonsai. the idea. Anyway, well, such frivolity. The cake was good, I take it. Yeah. Oh, jolly good. But when you when you and Matt come over for dinner, yes. I'll have to think of a dessert. I'm sure you will. I will. Uh, I've no doubt. Uh, your culinary. I was thinking about lemon meringue pies. Oh, I do like Matt. Matt's fond of our lemon meringue pies. Oh, really? I am. Okay. Yes. Yes. So I'll do, it, I'll do it for Matt. Yeah. Um, the only thing he doesn't do, incidentally, because as we digress into well, the wilderness what, 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 of bollocks, um, is he hates wobbly food, which is oh, a, that's a thing right, I don't right. like either. I, we don't like wobbly food. Like jelly. Or jelly, panna cotta. Creme caramel. Obviously no, so. creme caramel doesn't count because it's not wobbly. It's, it's got the consistency. It's, it's a creamy consistency with the glaze on um, all those those ones in the like custard tart wobbly. Maybe I'll do a creme caramel. Can't have wobbly food. What you mean, like a creme catalan? No, like a creme caramel. Is it creamy, soft? Because well, creme... I don't know. I mean, it, it has a bit of a jiggle to it. Yes. Would that be unacceptable? Well, it could be deemed as wobbly food. Like a flan is like um... like thick. And it's solid. Yes, that's not so that wobbly. you can do. Yes, exactly. Lemon curd but, but in a, a creme caramel is solid. You but say. a creme caramel 
is similar uh, to a panna cotta. I, well, if it's but wobbly. Pa, but panna cotta has gelatin in it, and yeah. creme caramel doesn't. Right, okay. So I don't think I don't think it's more do. creamy consistency. Yeah, but I still don't reckon you do it. Yeah, because creme catalan is all right, because that's not, that's like more of a sort of custody. Know, I don't know what creme catalan is. Um, uh, I think it's a Spanish version of creme caramel, I guess. You know, you I won't risk it. Time. If I do it, I'll do the lemon But if it's wobbly? No. No. Can't do no wobbly food. Yeah. And I can't do purple food. I don't like beetroot. I like beetroot, but it has to be in a separate dish. Because You just, can't it, mix it with... No. It's like I don't like rice and peas. I don't like to see my rice turn purple. Why would your rice turn purple? Well, because of the, from the colour from the kidney beans, it's often used. So the kidney the beans, the kidney beans are the peas? Hello. Yeah. Why can't you just put peas in them? Well, I'll make you right. Um, <laughs> there you go. So, with our the subject for today, cakes, pastries. And wobbly food. <laughs> wobbly desserts. Uh, yeah, no wobbly desserts, please. Um, is on the state of the UK property market with the Bank of England preparing for a worst case scenario of a 30% drop in house prices um, and quite a rapid drop with mortgage rates I think a two year fixed the average two year fixed is 6.3% uh, this week um, uh, adding a considerable amount to people's mortgages and I think there's about 1.8 million people uh, due to redo their mortgages in the coming years um, uh, does this spell the end of the UK property bubble that has gone on really since, well, since QE, <laughs> which was the quantitative easing that has uh, that took place from 2010, pretty well, for God knows how many years, including almost what's going on now. It's a sort of minor dip back into it, the government standing in to defend the economy. So, um, what do you reckon? Crash on the cards? Mighty correction? What would you, how do you see it? Every bubble has to burst. Yeah. I think property prices are definitely inflated. 20-30% sounds about right, if not even more. I'd say more. But I mean, if anything, a correction just means a boost to the property market. In the end, of course, when it's bottomed end, down, because exactly. people don't want to buy in a falling market, do oh. they? And if you've got a lot of people with a lot of mortgages because of a long boom, then it can drive them straight away into negative equity. Um, a lot of people are already putting their properties up for sale. But there's nuts. You know, of... because you know, people are concerned about the rising mortgage rates, they're looking to downsize or isn't move, that like closing the gate after the horse has bolted? Because that means there's, where's the buyers going to be? Well, there will always be buyers. It's just buyers at the right price. You know, you exactly. might put your property on the market, but then you also have to expect yeah. to take a bit of a hit. Yeah. But that's normal. You know, but I think you, you're taking that into account. If someone's willing to put their property on the market, they're assuming that they're going to take a bit of a hit, but that hit is worth it so that they get out of that financial constraint. Mm. You know, they were, sorry, just to interrupt very quickly, they were saying that sort of a lot of mortgage companies are already seeing 
people default on their on their repayments. So already, that, that, that's creeping up already. You know, these are these are these are natural. And we things. haven't even got into the real. These are natural things and part of the cycle. Yeah. You know, most people buy property out of need rather than investment. Most people. You need a roof over your head, so you purchase the property. Yes, but then they you know, so overextend themselves. Fine, but that's their own fault. Yeah, I can't disagree with you. This is market forces. We've been here before. Exactly. So, um, I mean, it's worth worth saying that between you and I, because we met when we were both in the property industry, and between the two of us, we've got down close to about four decades worth of experience. Yeah. So um, we don't come at this from uh, the angle of being novices, for sure. No, uh, we, we, we've seen this happen. Oh. We, we've ridden through it all. Mm. You know, there's always a light at the end of that tunnel. Well, in the 1990s, it's worth remembering that uh, we're seeing now um, a rise in interest rates that actually in some senses mirrors that period because it's the relationship between the low and the high rather than the actual number, the sudden change, the speed of change as much as anything. And, of course, consequent to the mini-budget, obviously uh, uh, followed by a further lurch. (laughs) And then interesting Um, interesting you say that because at the slightly higher end of the market... Because the pound's value is so low, you've oh, seen a, you've seen in. you've seen an influx of people purchasing, you know, higher end property. Right. You know, but even then, that's as a hedge. You know, they're they're purchasing while the pound is low. Yeah. They might they might hold for a couple of years and then sell when the yes. When but the that's from the, the, you're talking that's in the upper. Yeah, we're talking yeah. we're talking higher end. We're not talking about yes, the majority. And I think it is. Yeah, this is something that um, yeah, it's kind of separated. But that that will keep the market going along. It will sort of mask. It will mask the reality of the situation because you have you have some of these really big sellers that will sort of skew the results. Right, you have sort of a few sort of ten million plus that will sort of help sort of average out the the shittiness of the market. I think that you might be looking at it through a bit of rose tinted glass, personally. remembering um, the property slumps is probably a better word to use, slump rather than crash, um, of the 70s and that of the early 90s particularly, um, saw a retraction we had. And we had a very similar situation. Um, Well, not dissimilar. It's as I said, it's that sudden climb in interest rates when people have extended themselves quite far. In this modern world, where of course thirty years ago we didn't have the kind of expenses yeah. that people have now. You know, your incomes were a lot, lot smaller, granted. But you know, your rates and your energy bill and your food and your telephone maybe. But now you've got mobiles, you've got broadbands, you've got flaming streaming systems and God knows what. People are tied into so much more in terms of their outgoings. But it's, it's more than that. It's not only the additional costs that you have. You know, the purchasing power of your pounds back in the 80s 
was much much stronger than it is today yes you know we, uh, we've seen the value of the pound degrade yes you know and it's never sort of improved mm. so as when let's say call it in the 70s where you could you could i think it was six and a half percent six and a half times your salary now four and a half times your salary you could purchase a property three and a half i'm saying Three and a half even yeah. back in the mid to late seventies. Yeah, let's call it three and a half, four percent. Well, to salary. be fair, now we're looking at thirteen percent, thirteen times 13 more. Time. Well, to be fair, so, this, I mean, how, this do, you, is how my... do you how well, do you sort of resolve that? There you, you go. You see, that's what I was actually driving at, and I kind of um, was lost in the sort of um, uh, analogy somewhat. Um, um, you know, because of where we are now and where we're, um, we're back in the early 90s and because of, of uh, as you say, I think the issue um, is always been that, that the property prices had to have some kind of common relationship in terms of cost and price. Well, there should be a to, cap of some to, sort. Uh, people's incomes. And that used to be somewhere between three and four times and and there were obviously some disparities in that um if you lived in london yeah. back, back then or, or where you might live but more or less even the salaries the localized salaries generally you know and of course we had london waiting back in the day so that's 12 percent um, yes so it back, of, back then to, uh, and that kind of um, made the sums still work overall. Yeah. The problem is, since 2010, uh, since 2012 particularly, um, that whole multiple was lost because we've been in bubble territory. That's the, largely what a bubble is. Um, and, and now I think what we're seeing is, um, as the title of today's programme suggests, the new norm. We're, we're seeing it is going back to a kind of more normalised situation where people have to, A, manage their incomes and outgoings yeah. in a more efficient way rather than using credit because credit has been so cheap. It's been easy to use, uh, even short and midterm. Good luck um, trying to get a mortgage now. Exactly. So all of a sudden we're seeing, um, you know, the cost of, of, of borrowing climbing not just for mortgages um and obviously uh this is what's driving wage demands you know the spiral of inflation which is is uh, a tricky situation we find ourselves in similar to the 70s but property and and interest rates all these kind of things it's just kind of returning to a more normal level. I mean, there was nothing normal about less than minus, you know, uh, you know, or, or 0.5 or 0.1 of 1% yeah. as a base rate. There was nothing ever normal about that. And it had to end at some point and probably uh, with a kick in the bollocks. I mean, I've always thought that the property market, especially in London, should be on a tiered system. You should have the sort of the new builds, you know, the the prime London market should have been one stream, you know, for one sector of the community. But then you should have had house builders have a second tier of property that was tailored towards, you know, middle to low incomes. 
you know, so that everyone in society well, that's used to be called able... the social housing. Um... No, but even if you look at let's say housing association, it's difficult to get into housing association poverty because you need to live in a certain area, you need to meet certain criteria, and it's not that easy. It's not available to everyone. It's it's no, available. It's a shortage. It's available yeah. to, but it's only available to a subsection of the community. Yeah. But if you had an open market system whereby you had middle to low income earners in middle to low tier property that you could purchase because always you assume a developer is always looking for to maximize their profit but then why couldn't there be a second tier development that's not the right way to put it like a second tier property market where developers would build homes specifically for the middle to lower income. So if they wanted to get onto the ladder, they could at a price point that works. You okay, know, so you need a lot of legislation because of course there has to be... Uh... There's nothing saying that a developer, if they're, if they're building at scale, yeah. can't generate profit. They don't necessarily have yeah, to... But the point they don't is... have to make top whack on everything. But they want to. That's the point though, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. But what I'm saying is that there should be a second tier, right. whereby you have a house builder... So the developers are forced to comply yeah, so a to cap. a certain... Bear in mind, in London, it costs around £300 a square foot to build a property. Mm-hmm. Average price per, average um, price of a home is around a 1,000 square foot mark. Right, I mean, it goes from £700 to... Two three thousand pounds when you get to city territory. Lots per square foot. Per square foot, but ultimately, if you're looking at a bill cost of about three hundred, when you're selling a property on, if you're selling it around that thousand mark, mm. you're doubling your money. Aren't building techniques uh, when you say about three hundred pounds a square foot? Um, that's that's based on on. Uh, that's not obviously including the price of the land that you've no. got, etc. Because no. obviously, if you're building a block of flats, you get to a certain floor, and everything else uh, costs uh, drop Correct. away, and you're just left with margin. Um, but you know, you know with, your stuff. Simon. With, usually, it's like seventh or eighth floor exactly. and above. Then exactly. everything else is cream on top. Yeah, which is why, of course, having taken down the vast number of high-rise monoliths that existed from the sixties. We've now replaced them with a lot more high-rise monoliths yeah. that very quickly have looked like the same ones we tore down before, um, and probably not even as good a quality. I mean, are we not seeing, you know, building costs? Uh, I mean, I see it's even a good example is where we live here. It was watching this development, and there's three blocks of apartments and one church. And most of the panels of the entire buildings came on the back of very large trucks and went up in one piece with faces then going on them. So they look like traditional brick dwellings, but they're about as brick as as, uh, a Lego set. Yeah. Um, About as real as a Lego set. Because, you know, uh, as I said, they came on big sort of, bit like flat pack furniture. Yep. So uh, you're still saying to me that the cost is still £300 per foot? Something around that, yeah. 
uh, when you can build, bring it on the back of a, a lorry. That surely can't be the case. It must drop the building costs hugely. Not really. Not really. Oh, okay. Because so, even if you're looking at more modern techniques, you know, it still has a certain cost to it. It's not that building practices have... have the, unless you're building, like, unit, unit manufacturing, where it's actually built off-site, and, then, and you can build entire units. Right. You know, off-site, bring them in, now. and then they sort of... Yeah. They, they stitch them together, they stack them. But then you can only go up to about 10, 12 stories. There's a limit to, right. to that. And then, yes, you can reduce your cost that way. But typical building practice where you're actually building... So what's going to happen to the developers? Because the whole market is not going to be driven uh, uh, by by the cost of, uh, of build. It's going to be driven by the uh, squashing of demand because of falls in house prices that could... Um, uh, end up, we could find ourselves in a position of it being protracted, much like the Japanese property crisis. It's different though, because now you're looking at developers that instead of building to sell, they build to rent. You know, there's this. But B- then rent there's, prices. There's a BTR movement. Yes, but then rent prices are going to be subject to the same issues that we're seeing with, um, you know, uh, sales because. At the end of the day, if if, if by uh, reasons of inflation, reasons of unemployment, because I, I do anticipate, because we're, we're in a bit of a perfect storm, that unemployment is suddenly going to lurch from very good levels uh, of uh, employment to very high levels of unemployment people quite have to, quickly. People have to live somewhere. And developers know this. Well, funnily enough, in historical terms, I can tell you when uh, a bad downturn comes, everybody seems to have a front door. And uh, I say that because I guess kids go home back to their families to yeah. thing, and people change what has become uh, you know, their habit um, by perpetuity of economics. And I can see that happening. And I can see it happening very quickly as the sums run out. We haven't well, we haven't got there yet. So developers are looking at this BTR model. But the thing is, you have you have people in employment in employment mm. that are spending north of two thirds of their salary, if not more, on rent, just on rent. Yes, and that's not sustainable. So when you take rent and utilities into account. They've got nothing left. They've got pretty much nothing left. But I mean, and now you've got food prices increasing by thirteen percent. But this so, is a, this is the situation that we find ourselves in, and people so far are willing to sacrifice that to live in London and work in London. There might be a tipping point where it's no longer feasible, yes, and people start yeah. people start you know running out of running out of London to cheaper areas, but it hasn't happened yet. And I think developers are still pinning their their model on the fact that people will go up to 60-70% of their salary to, to, to live in, in, in London. Well, I don't think that that is, is tenable because if with everything else going up and then what happens because of that is is the country is bound to enter some kind of recession. Yeah. That, I think, is now a given. Um, and uh, it 
it might be quite protracted. It might be a period of what's called stagflation. Um, we well, then stag say, well, well, hold on. Stagflation is when it affects other countries, uh, and to the point where it's just you're not in, your economy isn't growing. Nothing is just it's just stagnating, so, you know, literally. Um, and the problem we've got. Uh, is then you, you will start to see people lose their jobs. There's a lot of jobs that are funding a lot of people's ability to stay in, whether it be rented or outages or help fund their, their education and so forth, that uh, you know are out there working for Amazon, working for Uber, working for Deliveroo, working yeah. for this, that and the other. And all of these things are going to start getting paired back. And you're that going might, to start seeing yeah. job losses. And job losses then transfers into less money spent in the economy, pressure on the rental sector, pressure on everything. So that um, might happen sooner than you think, because if, you know, Musk, you know, Elon Musk yes. gave a, um, he presented his uh, robot. Right. Did you see that? No. So he did that, he did that last Monday. So he's presented... A, a Tesla bot right. that will essentially handle menial tasks. Right. And he's looking to mass produce this robot, like in the millions. Right. And the the cost price of this thing is no more than twenty thousand oh. so dollars. So it's actually a bit more than your average Xbox then. Yeah, but you can have like a humanoid robot yeah. Doing doing tasks for you, and if you take out, if you look outside of the the, the residential purposes of it, right. it could be in the home, it could do certain activities for you. Yeah. If you take that same robot and then put it into a commercial activity, that could do basic tasks. How many jobs would that take? And all you have to do as an employer well, is pay twenty thousand dollars, and then you have a humanoid. That's actually able to perform tasks for you twenty four seven, yeah. You know, and do a job that a human being could never do because a human being would never you got be able plug, to. You've got to charge it back up. One, only once a day. Right. Okay. So, only once a day. Yeah. So we're now heading into this very weird scenario. I mean, I know this is a bit off topic, yeah, but, but you're looking at unemployment. But just we could, the top. But you could be looking at a mass. A mass exodus of employment because well, so many jobs will no longer look, be, you know, be viable on. for you. Uh, for I, I've got to say this to you, Mel. Being a lot older, um, this this robots are coming. So. The, the, look, you know this this whole premise of automation taking people's jobs is has gone on for time. Uh, and as you know, manufacturing and what have you, and it has changed a lot of things. But then the economies have changed. And uh, as we've recently seen, we've had the highest employment levels in this country since just before the the slump of the mid nineteen seventies. And there's of course yeah. there's an absolute yeah. irony in that. But that's all going to go um, in the toilet soon enough. I, sh I promise you. Well, I think it's always and and uh, the economics will adjust again, and people's lives will adjust again, and maybe in the finished how we all approach uh, or the younger generations approach work and all those things will change with it. Uh, and, and how, you know, um, yeah, it, it will change um, as it has done. 
and and uh, it will have be subject to the same kind of things we're seeing now where it uh, you know it goes up and it goes down you have high periods of unemployment and then almost not enough people to carry out the jobs you need but they say this they're saying that now it's always going to be that way but they say they, they said that the other day hmm? that we have I think the number the number of jobs available to those who are available to do the jobs has gone down for the first time in history. Then, so there are fewer people in the employment pool than there are jobs. Than there are there. jobs. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And it's the first time in a long yeah. time that that's happened. The irony is, of course, um, a lot of those jobs are skilled. So it's not just like you can pick that yeah. Joe or that Joe uh, or that Janet. Um, um, but the point is, you know, because their employers still don't, they still restrict themselves even where uh, the skills are there, the transferable skills are there, based on lots of stuff, as I've discussed before, including age. Um, you know, there's a, an awful lot of bias in the workplace that often is unconscious. It's just, uh, you know, and they find themselves limiting and why they can't have them get the stuff they need. Yeah, it's or you a, could buy a robe for 20 grand and it can do that job for you. Well, so, yeah, but the point is it's still got, um, uh, yeah, which is all very well, of course, until you have an energy crisis, as we're having now, and uh, you've got your £20,000 robot, unfortunately there's no power to charge the bastard off. Um, and let's face it, who wants to have... I do. ...as a business... A whole staff, basically like Alexa. I do. Oh, no, to drop you. Wouldn't it drive you nuts? Why? Do you, know, you want to... Don't moan, don't complain. We'll do the job yeah, well, sure perfectly. Robot, yeah, do this, do that, do that. Isn't, it, isn't there something about the whole point of a workplace where people say, oh, you're all right, Mrs. Jones? Nobody How's cares. your hemorrhoids today? Nobody, oh, they're keeping me up all night. You no, know? One, no one cares about that anymore. Well, that's a very sad state of affairs. Well, it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. Well, I think that's why why we need to rejig it then. Maybe maybe things need to be pared back because I don't think it's good for humanity or the planet to carry on in, in such a way. We don't want to be surrounded by a robot. Do I want a robot cooking the dinner? No, I enjoy cooking. It can be therapeutic. It can uh, just joy in preparing and doing something for somebody else that they really appreciate. Yeah, um, where's you all can... the fun going to be if the robot's wiping your ass one minute and making a sandwich the next? And hopefully That's you've managed like... to program it to wash its hands in between. Why would it need to wash its hands? Well, it's wipe your ass and then oh, make right, a sandwich. Okay. Come True. on. Gotcha. You know, um, let's be about right. $20,000 for a robot. I would take not a chance. I know we're completely off subject. Not a chance. We're way off subject. I can't, I can't wait. I'm going to be the first. I'm going to be the first to get a robot. You're going to get a robot? I'm getting a robot. Right, okay. Oh, crikey almighty. Don't know if it just... I can see, I can see the... Uh, I can see the divorce rate going through the fucking roof of this robot. We're enjoying this, so we'll especially come back they, to the property have, thing in a minute. Especially but, if they have genitals. <laughs> I don't want you to. 
Oh, I see. That's it. Yeah, but isn't the danger that, of it going be, rusty? That'll be like Mark. That'll be like Mark two or three. Wouldn't it go rusty? Why? You got to think about that for a minute. Do you know what I mean? I mean, what's the yeah, point? Yeah, but you haven't seen the robot I've seen. This thing is made out of like specialist component parts. I mean, they, who knows what they could make? Right. So you. So really, what we're getting down to is back to really an automated version of the 1970s blow-up doll. That, that's where we're going with this, aren't we, really? That most people will pay their $20,000 not for something to hoover and cook, but something that they can shag relentlessly. Eventually, I think eventually it's going to go down that route. <laughs> Seriously. At some point you will get Well, it almost point. is now, isn't it? There's these... There's these uh, some that, that uh, yeah. Um, like ultra lifelike dolls. Well, supposedly ultra lifelike. And they pay a fortune for them. Um, and I, 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 that's I, weird. That's I just, weird. well, it's no weirder than the flaming robot. Let's be about right. You know. Yeah, um, but at least the robot could like whisper in your ear. And like tell you sweet nothings. Well, I suppose... Uh, I suppose there's a few pluses, not least, you know, that if you, you give your blow up doll a love bite, it's liable to, to fart and fly out of the window. Yeah, it wouldn't happen with a Tesla bot. <laughs> no, I can't, you know, Christ almighty. It's a very expensive shacking machine, if that's the it case. Um, I just don't, no, I, I don't want one. No, I wouldn't love a robot. I wouldn't have a robot. You can borrow mine for free. I know you can have these robot Ubers that go around. I wouldn't even have one of them. There's nothing wrong with getting the, the vacuum out uh, because you, you can do a better job. That bloody thing going around the room. What a, it's bollocks. What was next on the topic? Well, anyway, we were talking about property. This, yeah. this, is, um, this was a full episode. Uh, talking about the prospect of the property market going down the toilet, and, uh, instead of which you've invented a robot that's going to clean the toilet out for you, uh, or rather Mr Musk has. Um, interesting subject for another day, mind. But yes, um, back to the property market. I mean, as the reality is, is you know, they're preparing, the Bank of England is preparing for a likely 30% drop. My feeling is that I could see the way things are going and the way this is unfolding so far, you'll remember it's not so many months ago that they said the inflation would peak out at 7%. Yeah. Um, I think we're starting to see a situation where both government and the Bank of England are uh, constantly paying catch-up to their predictions, or rather undershooting. Look, um, every, yes. everything is based on market sentiment. Clearly, the sentiment at the moment is negative. Yes, and, and will it, will it, con continue it will continue to get more negative. It will continue to get more negative. Exactly, bear market and then, territory. Exactly, but then that's when you get into that, you know, spiral, that descent, and it will just exactly. accelerate. But accelerate up until the point where too many people are facing too much pain. That's... Then everything will settle, and then we'll reverse again. Yes, it has to find the bottom, and usually the bottom in any wave, both up or down, goes far beyond where it needs to before it comes back to find its 
uh, new balance. We've also been saying this for so long. You know, we've been we've been hoping and waiting for a correction for for years, and well, it hasn't yes. happened. Uh, this is the point. I don't. I said a long time ago, back in 2015, I saw the property boom uh, was part of it during 20, uh, as it built up through 2012, up to here in London, up to about 2016, really. Um, and it, it kind of grew in, a, in, a, in that period of by uh, probably the average property price over 100% uh, in that period. And... Um, I said it was right for, for because of course there'd been far too much QE. It had uh, it had bloated both the stock market and the property market and um, um, other stuff too. Uh, and then of course along came Brexit, and then along came COVID, and 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 it just didn't seem as though there was any willingness for central banks and governments not to be tinkering into the market yeah. rather than to to. Bring, get it back to some kind of normal. They were kind of lost down the rabbit hole of it all. The problem as well is... And now it's come home to roost in... The problem you have as well is that estate agents are, are to blame for a good proportion of this because they keep on overvaluing these assets, you know, essentially for their own purposes. It's for their own gain. And it's at the expense of homeowners... Well, I've often said the whole setup of the estate agent, real estate industry in this country is flawed from the outset because the property it, market yes. should not be determined by what an estate agent no. claims. It makes no sense at all. I it was, should be completely out of the estate agent hands. There should be some sort of either government regulator or it's done through well, con- originally. or it's done through through surveyors. Yeah. And the surveyors Go to a home. So if you want to put your property up for sale, you don't go to an estate agent first. You get a surveyor in to give a bank's well, value. This was to the get... home information. The original Correct. premise of the Correct. HIPs, yeah. uh, the home information pact, was to 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 kind of, because uh, there was a little glitch in the property market, obviously, around 2004. And I think then they wanted to bring in something that, that might help um, We're supposed uh, to streamline the property process. Streamline the property process and, and take out up, some yeah. of these weird anomalies that that you know, which as you're absolutely right in saying that the, the estate agents become part of the problem rather than the solution because everybody's out driving for more money. Um, whereas the original HIPS Home Information Pact were to contain the value of provided by surveyor at source. And that should be that. And therefore, it would remain that way for, a, I suppose, a specified period before being revalued. Yeah. I think probably six months, wasn't it? I, I, I don't um, remember. Um, but it, but it, but it and they took that sense. out. Yeah. And, and that, to me, would have made perfect sense because now what we're facing, we've seen a, a, the bubble grow, and now what we're seeing is is probably going to be a collapse in property prices, and it could well go way beyond um, people's Im- imaginings. But uh, uh, as you know, the economy kind of spirals into a seventies uh, style recession. We'll have to wait and see what bankruptcy start with. Uh, not bankruptcy. How do you call it? Um, uh, repossessions. Repossessions. 
what the repossession rates look like come yes. December going on. Yeah. You know, because I think you'll see a definite ramp up. I think it will take, it, it could take a little while longer before we see, um, but I would imagine sometime over by the end of the winter. Uh, it's seems property is quiet anyway, November, December anyway, right? Things usually, if there's going to be a pickup, it will be in January. Oh, I'm not expecting... If, pro- there's, if there's no pickup in January, that will be the beginning of the end. It'll yes, like, okay. I'm not expect. I'm expecting the... Like people going on holidays for Christmas, that's going to go down. Yeah. Spending for, for, for Christmas and presents and things, that's clearly going to go down. You know, they're looking at 4.4 billion. I presume it's going to be a lot more than that. But if we don't get this jump, Either from the January sales or from we're not going ent- to. Enter- entering back into the property market. That's another thing as well. I haven't seen any significant sales yet, like across across oh, major um, major retailers. I'm starting to see is starting to see all sorts of little things creep in, but of course, part usually of usually the, they start the Christmas ramp up now. Yeah, they? well, part of the issue they've got, of course. Uh, is is um, increased costs, so they're kind of stuck where to go to go into sale too quickly because they're struggling. Uh, I would the imagine the margins are, are yeah, exactly. It's kind of a road. Oh, so you're saying that they options. can't? You're saying that they can't do do a sale um, because they've already. Their margins are too tight already. I'm, you're seeing sales in some areas, but, but if they can't get this to replenish the stock, then there's very little point. Yeah. Uh, so if there's supply chain issues, uh, it doesn't make sense to, to, to sell off uh, stuff cheaply um, rather than put it away. Uh, and I think there's probably... I, I'm, I don't know. I'm not an expert in this, so I might be completely wrong. But I suspect that companies are being much more reticent to go into sale. And that the, the issue isn't about holding stock. It's having enough stock. Yeah. I mean, if we're seeing replicated through various uh, types of businesses, whether it be clothing or whether it be elsewhere, the kind of, kind of issues we're seeing in the supermarkets, then surely supply chain issues must be uh, yeah. there. So, going, going again into the property market, yeah. there's a glut of property being put on the market at the moment. Exactly. You know, uh, like I said, the property market's not one of those things that, that uh, I, I had somebody say to me once, oh, it's all about supply and demand. Well, it's a very oversimplification for anything because uh, in order to, to arrive at supply and demand, uh, people have got to have the ability to purchase. It's, it's all place, very yeah. well saying, oh, we would all want some. We all want something, but whether we can have it and whether it's realistic or not, um, based on the current circumstances, is a whole other question altogether. Yeah. So uh, I kind of find property is one of those things. No matter how what the building costs are, and this has always been the case, come the crash. The builders don't play any part in it. It is literally about need to sell yeah. versus ability to buy. Um, and if somebody needs a home, wants a home, and they happen to have the cash for it, then the whole thing of value 
becomes you're not waiting for it to bottom out. It's just a matter of I can afford to yeah. buy that. That's a, and that's how homes should be. Is how they used to be. Is how generationally people would often stay in the same home or members Gener- of the family gener- yeah. by generation. Yeah. Yes, uh, instead of trading them like smarties or. Even even when we're talking about new build properties, you know, developers build through debt. They are they're in debt to the hilt. Yes. You know, when, when they start when they start a new project. So even they have a very limited pain point before they start Correct. they start reducing those prices down and down and down. Yeah. You know, until they get to maybe yes. twenty, thirty percent above cost and they're like and then we, that need, affects, we need to get rid because you think about that affects their new projects. It affects exactly. their ability to, to leverage on new projects. Exactly. The banks equally, um, because of the situation, become more reticent to loan money because they don't know where the bottom's going to be. Hence, why we've seen exactly. the mortgage market be pulled. A lot of uh, products yeah. being pulled. You've got to have some sense of certainty where everything's going to land before you play the game. Yeah. Uh, and this is what drives recessions. It's what, uh, and as I said, developers have no part in it. And you can see house prices go really terrifically bad. Um, and I think we are in the possibility of that situation. Um, and no longer can central banks and government turn to things like QE as an out that ship has sailed that's a good good way to end yes now i thought quick quote now i did did look for a little quote um let me just see what's in the cupboard i thought something might have um oh yes it was actually a quote on the system of capitalism um under capitalism Man exploits man. On under communism, it's exactly the opposite. You have to think about that. No, no, I've got it. I was just waiting for you to say goodbye. Good day, everybody. Hope you got it too.